It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me, for this uh, weekly event, a Charlie Tuesday, Charlie Five Auburn message board legend. Hello, sir. How are you? What's up, man? It's kind of a boring weekend. Not a whole lot happened. What a um, ridiculously boring weekend. What are we going to talk about? Nothing happened with Auburn sports this past weekend. No, it's craziness. Let's make a list. <laughs> if you would have told me that the, you know, the coming out, the week coming out of um, Bo Nix being benched for TJ Finley and that's not what most people want to talk about, I would say that you were crazy. I would say that you were absolutely off of your rocker, and I don't know how to help you. But somehow that's where we are, Charlie Five. Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, battling storylines right now. Which one's going to get the headline uh, with the firing of Cornelius Williams uh, four games into his very short Auburn career, uh, battling against who's going to start this weekend? It's kind of – Kind of crazy for your SEC week of your SEC home opener. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to LSU week, right? Unbelievable. Uh, Welcome to being an Auburn fan. Yeah. (laughs) We can't have anything be smooth, can we? Even when we're really good, there's like scandals and stuff going on. So Exactly. um, All right. I think the biggest storyline is Bo Nix being benched for TJ Finley and where we go from here. The the weekly Brian Harson press conference wrapped up about an hour and a half, two hours ago before uh, you and I sat down to record this conversation. Bo Nix right. is still listed as a starter in the weekly depth chart that they send out. It's in the uh, the media notes that they send out to everyone. And, of course, the first thing everybody does is scroll to the depth chart. Bo Nix is still the starter. There's no or or anything. It's Bo Nix 1, TJ Finley 2. And obviously, put a whole lot of stock in that. Um, or should we? I mean, that I, I think that's an interesting conversation to have. I think it's... I didn't expect him to name the starter. And honestly, I don't know why he would. I don't know why he would do that. You actually have a situation where you're having to force LSU to kind of prepare for both guys at this point. So yeah. I, I don't know why you would announce a starter. Um, I don't think it moving makes forward. sense. Yeah, you don't get, do you get anything out of it? Because the you team. You gain nothing. You, yeah, yeah. The team's going to rally behind whoever it is. Except for pacifying media. Right, and Harson does not care about making the media happy, nor should he. That is Literally not his job. Zero. Yeah, that's not his job. That is totally fine. But and the team will know. The team will already know. So, like, it's not like they're going to find out Saturday before kickoff. It's a big surprise who runs out in the huddle. Like, they're going to already know before the right. game starts. So they'll have plenty of time to adjust and and rally, like you said. So I, it's don't bet on knowing before Saturday. I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine. Right. So I think um, 
I don't know. I, I just don't think we're going to know because there's not really another point where he would announce it because he's not going to announce it during the teleconference. But it no. sounds like you know, Bo Nix talked to uh, another show um, the first round, the, uh, the next round is, is what it's called. It's a morning show. And they, um, they asked him, and he handled that interview with such maturity and such professionalism and poise, so props to him. And he talked about that later, uh, later in the interview, one of the last things that they asked him. But um, he said that he, well, do you have any thoughts on that first? No, I mean, obviously I think he handled it well. Um, I don't think people realize that, you know, this kid was literally born and raised to be Auburn's starting quarterback. It's his, It's been like his whole life goal. And like to imagine having your life goal, you achieve it, and then it, it be taken away based off of your performance or or things sort of out of your control. Um, you know, it, it has to be just absolutely crushing, absolutely crushing. And I think he's pop, handled it as, as good as he possibly can. Uh, and the, uh, you know, the press conference that – or not the press conference, but the questions that he asked, I thought his answers were great. I, I don't know what people expect him to say. Uh, it's like – it's really funny how Bo has been such a polarizing uh, character for Auburn since he's been here. Um, right. I don't really get it. I don't really get it. I mean, he just he works hard. He's 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 a, he's been a leader. He practices after the practice is over. He's always getting people to throw routes and things like that. Yeah. And you know, he probably came to Auburn in the for the he came to Auburn. For, with the det- for the detriment of his career, possibly. You know, he came to Auburn because he loved Auburn so much, and it was possibly to the detriment of his career at, by coming under a guy that unfortunately has never developed a, a high school quarterback to be any good whatsoever. And every quarterback that's ever worked under him is, has regressed as they've been here. And I, it may be so far gone that he can't rebound from it. And uh, I just don't understand how – there's been so much like angst towards him other than like, and, and it's not just poor play. It's like character attacks. I don't really, I don't get it whatsoever. I don't get it at all. The character attacks are bad. The character attacks yeah. are, are unneeded and unwarranted and probably unfounded. I, I, I doubt anyone has this proof that, that Bo no, is some don't. terrible human being. I, I just don't believe it. In fact, the folks, uh, we had comments on yesterday's show uh, on, on the YouTube section. Talk about how they met Bo Nix, and he's a respectful dude, and and that's really what I've heard nothing, um, nothing but uh, that. So you had a Twitter troll, you had a Twitter tro- Auburn Twitter troll who put a picture out of Bo at some point in time during the game, standing by himself and trying to portray a message that Bo was selfish and he wanted to pout and be away from his team, and it's like one picture in the fifteen plus minutes of the left of the game that he was standing by himself uh, and there was multiple camera shots where he was mixing, mixing in with GAs amongst the teammates, things like that. And then he posts stuff on his, his social media afterwards, very supportive of TJ. Uh, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I, I, it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. And then I think it was Friday. He posted that, um, that partnership that he had with breaking T right. Where you could yeah. buy, um, buy those shirts uh, that are of the meme. He talked about redeeming the meme, which I think it's hilarious. I think he did that as a fan service for um, yeah. for us because, I mean, selfishly, I think it's awesome. But 
and you could say, well, he's going to make money from it. It's like, yes, he is going to make money from it. But he said that it's all going to either um, to help pay for for Luke Deal's father with that fundraiser that the offensive line's doing. And then there's a ministry, um, a local right. ministry that's helping with, um, you know, folks, uh, folks that are hungry. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a big deal because he cares about this community, cares about this area, and he cares about his teammates. So there's a lot of things going on there. Now, the question for of, sure. is it best for Auburn for him to start on Saturday? That's a different conversation. And I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts on it. Oh man, I could go on forever. Uh, I'll try to make it, make it quick, but, uh, I, at this point in time, you know, so I'll, I, I compared it to baseball. So in baseball, you know, a, a great pitcher can go out and he can have a, um, you know, a bad day, a bad, bad outing, and they can yank him really quick, and it's no big deal. He can go back out the next start. I don't know that that property works in football because typically uh, you, you only see guys get pulled in games when, when the game's way out of hand or there's an injury or he's just really not performing and you have to go to the backup to, to you know, get a spark. You look at uh, you look at Alabama and the national championship when Saban went to Tua at halftime and then Tua took over from there on out. It mm-hmm. wasn't a, okay, he was just having a bad night and then we're going to throw Jalen back out there. Um, another thing is uh, I saw genuine excitement from the team, not just not just the, you know, the fans. Obviously the fans, the, the backup quarterback is always the best player on the team. Sure. Um, but, uh, I mean – I, te- I think I text you. I don't know if TJ is the answer, but maybe the team thinks he's the answer. And that is possibly the most important thing. You know, the guys getting excited, rallying around him. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer, but I think that you I, – I personally, I think you kind of have to go to TJ uh, if, unless you really do want a distraction or some type of, of controversy. Mm-hmm. Right. I I just can't imagine, and, and we'll talk about you know how Harson handled his coaching change and all that because I know you have thoughts on it over the weekend. But if he starts Bo on Saturday, which currently, if I had to predict who starts, I will say it's Bo Nix. But if he starts Bo, and then Auburn looks really bad against LSU and they lose that football game. I just can't imagine what the fan base is going to do. I think the fan base is going to lose their minds if that happens. Yeah, I mean, or if he has to pull him again, they're going to be like, "Why did you already knew this was going to happen? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you just go with TJ?" I, I mean, I get it. It's he puts himself way out on the line if he starts Bo again. He, but Harson's the kind of guy that doesn't really care about stuff like that. He's only going to start. He's going to start who he thinks can help him win the game. Like who's got the best chance to win the game? Period. Right. Uh, we've seen that over and over again. I don't think he's really cares about pacifying fans. He doesn't care about pacifying the media. He pretty much told the media in one of the press conferences, uh, I don't have to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. I don't owe you an answer on who's going to start. And so he's correct. He is correct on he's that. He's absolutely correct. Yeah. As somebody who sits in on those press conferences, we, you, you don't have to tell us. I sit in there just in case that you do, but he certainly don't <laughs> right. have to tell us that. Um, sure. Just shooting from the hip right now, who starts on Saturday? I mean, I think I would be shocked if TJ's not the starter. Okay. I really would be. I'd really be shocked if TJ's not the starter. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it going either way, man. I could see it going either way. It's going to be crazy. It'll be fun to watch. Never a dull moment here <laughs> on the Plains. Charlie Five, you and I both love 
Frisky Whiskey. We drive yes. over a short drive from the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, right into Georgia. Once you get close off of I-85, you'll see all of the, the billboards telling you where to go. Look, it is, uh, you're, you're not going to find a better selection in this area, and you're not going to find it for a better price. And I know folks, uh, they don't get to tailgate in Auburn um, this weekend, but next weekend it's going to be crazy when Georgia comes into town. And so that is going to be the place to get everything you need for your tailgates. Also, it can have lottery stuff if you're into that sort of thing. But check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks prizepicks.com it is daily fantasy made easy i love this i know you will too you can pick all kinds of different props and you can kind of stack them on top of each other you love props i love props listeners and viewers love props Um, but you can kind of mix and match for different sports so if you wanted to take you know a a college basketball line and then a college football line you can kind of mix all those things together um later in the season when that happens so go to uh Go to prizepicks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Charlie Five, there was a coaching decision made on Sunday. Cornelius Williams has been let go. Your thoughts? Uh, at first, I was just shocked uh, because it kind of seemed early. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, I saw a lot of people talking about it. Uh, this is a scapegoat. This is this. This is that. This is the other. Um, and the more I really thought about it, and then he said something in his press conference today that uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people caught, but and I'll go over that in just a second. But oh. I started to think, what is why? Why do you have a scapegoat? You have a scapegoat when you care about what people think. Hey, look, I am trying to fix things. Look, I fired. This is the problem. I'm trying to, I'm trying to fix it. Harson, Brian Harson, I've already said it. He does not care about optics. He does not care about the way things look. If it's a bad look, if it's, he doesn't care. He does not care. So that leads me to believe that there was a bigger issue, whether it be performance, whether it be discipline, whether it be whatever it was, there was an issue that he had and he already had the guy in line that he probably wanted there to begin with on staff so he could make the he could go ahead and cut it off right there and and be done with it. Yeah. He said something in his press conference today. I'm not sure if you caught it, but he said that there's been multiple times where we line up on offense with 10 guys. And if you'd remember in the the game-winning drive against Georgia State, there was at least once, if not multiple times, where TJ is looking over to the sidelines in absolute panic because there's only 10 guys on the field and we have to run out a wide receiver right at the end to get lined up. What does that, what does that mean? Does that, it, I don't know the responsibilities there. Is that, is, was that Cornelius' responsibility to make sure his guys know uh, the signals and the packages and the things like that that they're supposed to go into? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know that this this offense is very complex. There's tons of formations. There's a lot of memorization. There's a lot of motions. There's a lot of packages. There's a lot of things that go into it. This is not a uh, a um, Neil Brown offense where it's sort of simple, simplistic, spread every single formation, uh, you know, screens and, and quick passes and then go chuck it deep. Like this is not one of those type of offenses. It's very complex. Spacing matters. Uh, I mean, it matters, and I think that he saw a problem, and he went ahead and addressed it immediately. That's interesting 
Um, I remember that happening. I didn't really put two and two together, but even if it's not his decision, like in the game, it is his responsibility to make sure his receivers are ready. And a lot of things fall into that, right? As far as knowing the routes, knowing the formations, knowing when you're supposed to be in the game and, and, uh, you know, everything that kind of goes in between those things. So maybe, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. One of the questions I was going to ask you is, did you think it was a scapegoat type situation? I know you put that in a, um, in a message thread on uh, on the message board at auburnlive.com Monday or Sunday, whenever that was. And so that's, I think that's a good thought process. I think that makes a lot of sense there. To be a scapegoat, you have to care what you have to, you're, you're, you have a scapegoat when you're trying to send a message or put, put an image out there that something's being fixed and we're putting the blame on all of our problems. Our blame is on Cornelius Williams. But for in order for that thought process to work, you have to have somebody that actually cares about that, that, that is actually worried about that. And I don't think that is – I don't think that's Brian Harson personally. Right. I don't think it is at all. That mindset is so different than, like, how 99% of people in the world think. Because everyone Saban wants does to- this, nobody cares. Nobody bats an eye. That's true. Nobody bats one single eye. So one thing that people have asked, and I've gotten it on Twitter, I've gotten it on the comment section on uh, on YouTube, and I've just seen people say this. Does Harson deserve just the, the you know the just the blind trust? Does Harson deserve that from the fan base? Uh, well, I mean, if if you want to continue, if we want to continue to be the the same Auburn that we've always been, mm-hmm. where it's just let's uh, let's hire SEC retreads or someone with SEC ties, force them to hire all SEC ties coaches. They don't get to do what they want to do, and then we scoff if they don't do things the way that we envision other SEC coaches do. Uh, if we continue to do that, I mean, we can expect. I mean, how, how can we not expect the same results? I mean, until this guy proves that he can't get the job done. I mean, we're four games in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're three and one. He made one of the most uh, – I, I don't. I can't even remember the last time an Auburn quarterback was benched uh, in the middle of a game to go to the backup to create a spark, and it ended up winning the football game. I'm not sure that Bo could have driven the team 98 yards to win the game, albeit Georgia State. Who cares? Right. He 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 put somebody in, created a spark, and the kid made some plays that I don't think Bo could have made, keeping his eyes downfield, same. Yep. and and won the football game. So, if you want to have the same results, be mad. If you want to continue to be a seven eight win team, be mad. Maybe that's what Harson's going to be. Maybe it's not. It's something we're not used to, a hundred percent. And I, for one, am excited about that aspect of it because this is something different than we've all we've all expected, all seen for however many years, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how it pays off. I thought you would say that. That's why I asked that, and I think it's a yeah. good answer. I think it's a good answer. Yeah. What are your general thoughts on Eric? Is it Kiso? Kiso? Kisau? I'm going to go with Kisaw. Kisaw. I think it is yeah, like, Kisaw. I think that's what Harson like said earlier. Like Seesaw, but so. with a K. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Seesaw uh, with I mean, a K. I, I, I think he's fine, right? I think, um, obviously, he... He knows Harson. He's on the same page, and it sounds like maybe Coach Williams wasn't on the same page, based on Possibly. some of the reasoning that you were throwing out there. So, um, at this point in the season, it's definitely the guy that you go to. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of experience. 
for sure. For sure. He's where he was. He was Lane Kiffin's number one grad assistant at Alabama during the 2015 season. He's been an offensive coordinator. I, I think that if he would have, he would have not been retained earlier at Boise State. He would have already been the wide receivers coach. But yeah. I think he was kind of holding out, thinking he would be retained, and then wasn't. So we hired him as an analyst. He was basically the assistant wide receivers coach. So um, I mean, uh, I, I don't. I, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I don't think they'll really miss a beat uh, in, in in that in that sense. Um, moving forward, I'm not sure. I mean. Well, can he recruit? Can he recruit here? But then again, that goes back to doing it the way we've always done. Should we go hire an, uh, a wide receiver coach with SEC ties, or should we let Harson get who he wants and do it his way and see if it works? Right. You know, and then at the end of two or three years, we'll we'll see if we're moving in the right direction. Right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. You could save time and money when using RockAuto.com. Charlie Five, do you like saving time? All the time. Do you like saving money? All the money. You must like using Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV right locked on Auburn in there. How did you hear us bought us box so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com. And bet online, it is, uh, man, it is the season to place your bets on all things college football. The NFL is, uh, the NFL is heating up. And uh, Bet Online right now is offering a 100% welcome bonus. All you have to do is use promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Charlie Five, in these closing minutes on today's show, um, what do you think and what's your confidence level going to Baton Rouge and taking on the LSU Tigers? I, I it's not. I don't have zero confidence. I don't have high confidence. I just I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea how to feel about this game. Um, LSU leads the SEC in sacks. That's scary because our offensive line is not um, particularly uh, good in pass protection. But at the same time, um, you know, if you're, are you? Do you? If you could go into this game knowing who your starting quarterback is and knowing that's going to be, uh, if it's going to be TJ, and you can build a game plan around that, maybe there's some things that he can do better than Bo or you know, maybe th- that you've lit a fire under Bo now and he knows that there's, um, you know, there's a chance that, or, that he definitely has to be looking over his shoulder now. Uh, uh, I just have I, – I don't even know how to feel. I don't even really know how to feel about this game. Well, a game that I think is very winnable. Right. The most winnable it could possibly be at Baton Rouge. Uh, I, I be- I w- I'm going into this game feeling a lot uh, more uneasy than I did before. Right. I mean, this is a game all summer – I was extremely confident that Auburn would go down there and win. Blindly yeah. confident. And I felt that way going into the Georgia State game as well, even though how Auburn played at Penn State is like, okay, if they can do that at Penn State, they can do this uh, and win in Baton Rouge. Right. After this past Saturday, Charlie Five, I just don't, I don't think Auburn's going to win this game right now. Now, we may see a motivated Bo Nix if he starts. We may see a different team altogether with TJ Finley, like you talked about. But I, I just don't think we can assume that either things those things are going to happen. And in it a looks positive like, direction, yeah, in a positive manner, yeah, right. And I hate that because I don't think LSU is a good football team. No, um, I mean I, I was talking to you know some LSU some guys that cover LSU earlier today on Monday morning as we record this Monday afternoon, and I was just talking with the guys, and they're like. 
yeah, I, I thought Auburn was going to come down here and, and whoop LSU, but now all of a sudden it's like I don't necessarily feel that way. And I'm like, I get it. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. They expected to lose to Mississippi State. They looked really, really good against Mississippi State. And the storyline down there in Baton Rouge went from, okay, we're probably going to lose to Mississippi State, and then Auburn's going to come down here and beat us, and Ed Orgeron's going to get fired that Sunday. That was the storyline. They expected that right. to happen. And they looked really good against Mississippi State. And now I think, uh, I think they see an opportunity to beat a ranked Auburn team that's coming into town and their season is going to be totally turned around. They're going to start believing in themselves again because uh, yes. Ed Orgeron, you can say what you want about him, but he can get his team motivated and fired up. Now, how much does how much better does he make these guys? I don't know. I don't know that. But um, he can get this team believing, and there's a lot at stake for both of these teams because I think if LSU beats Auburn, and then Auburn has to host Georgia, and I just don't see any way that Auburn's going to win that game. And just right. like the currently, yeah, yeah, the morale of this team is going to be shook. There's just not going to be a whole lot to you know to cheer for in regards to championship hopes, and you just got to readjust and you know recalibrate your expectations for the rest of the season if you're a fan and say, okay, well, you know, we can still we do these things, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I want to go one more quick thing on Bo before we before we get done. So, sure. Uh, the first two games, I, I, I've talked to a buddy of mine who's a physical therapist. Uh, the first two games, Bo was incredibly accurate. When I say accurate, I'm not talking necessarily about completion percentage. Even though he was 20 for 22 in the first game, and then adjusted uh, completion percentage, he was like nine of 12 in the second game. He was literally putting the ball wherever he wanted to put it. Yeah. Okay. And then three, three or four plays into the Penn State game, he hurts his shoulder. He comes off the thing. They're working on his shoulder. Uh, a buddy of mine who's a physical therapist says that although Bo has never really particularly been super accurate, the the what we saw the first two games was I was just like, wow, this is a whole new whole new guy, competition level or not. He's putting the ball on the money. The shoulder controls accuracy. The shoulder controls accuracy. The elbow controls velocity. Notice Bo can really zip the ball to the sidelines and zip the ball over the middle. When he tries to really get it downfield, he struggles. I wonder if there's an injury that uh, that is really uh, making it very hard for him to be to be able to put the ball on point right now. And I would be interested to see as the season played on if he could get better if he would have the chance to possibly earn his spot back. Uh, I just, that's something to think about. That's definitely something to think about because I don't think it's arguable that you definitely saw him laboring in the Penn State game uh, after about three or four plays in the game when he got hit and went down on his shoulder. Uh, I don't think that's really questionable, but his accuracy just the last two games has been, it's, it's, it's night and day from the first two games. So just to play devil's advocate, all that could be true. I have no idea. But just to play devil's advocate, if you were Harson and you wanted to protect Bo Nix, why wouldn't you blame it on that? Well, do you tell do you want to tell the opposing team that your quarterback has a shoulder issue? I mean I don't think it matters. I don't think that information matters if you're the opposing team. I'm just saying for the think? for the for protecting your quarterback and for his confidence, because you know he is getting ripped to shreds wherever you look today. And that's well, what, I think part of that's I think wrong. That goes, but, I think that goes back to Harson not caring about what 
other people outside voices say. He know he knows right, how Bo. But, but the knows, college kid's going to care. The college kid's going to care about that. You would think. Do you think? Do you think they care more about what the public says or what their coach thinks? With the or is it the same? It probably if depends. On, it said, probably depends on the kid. Yeah, it probably does. It probably does. Now, I, I wouldn't be shocked, and you can tell. Like Bo seems to only log in when he's doing an NIL thing. He seems to stay off of it otherwise. So he may have no right. idea. I mean, he probably assumes it, but he, he may have no idea what's being said right now. Sure, sure. That's true, too. I don't know. That's true, too. But I'm just – I'm. it's a whole new way of doing things, and, um, you know, you can you can be upset about it and hope, wish that we conti- would continue to do the same things that have produced seven, eight wins a year over the last 20 years, or we can embrace a new way of doing things and just see how it plays out. Otherwise – you know, you're going to be, I feel like we're all going to be, we're not going to be happy with regardless. Yeah. Craziness. It's crazy. Craziness. SEC opener week, babe. SEC opener week. Oh my gosh. I love that uh, Stoltz asked Harson about like, hey, are you preparing for anything crazy for LSU? Something crazy always happens. <laughs> yeah, and he listed no. all these things and he's like, you know, maybe something catches on fire and Harson stops him and is like, what do you mean something catches on fire? And he's like, yeah, 96, a barn caught on fire or whatever. And he, he's like, oh, I, yeah. I, I missed that one. But, I mean, this is just the most LSU week thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? It's totally. like, of course. Of course there's a quarterback controversy four weeks into the season going into LSU. Oh, and by the way, one of the quarterbacks involved was LSU's quarterback last year. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be – I will say this about starting TJ, that that – could not be the worst. I, I don't know if that could it, – it, it could either go – I feel like it could go one way or the other. It could be really fire him up and he could play good or it could be way too big of a moment for him. And uh, I don't know. That is that is the only thing that I'm reticent about starting him is that may be way too big of a moment uh, for him to go back to Death Valley. People be ripping him apart, calling him a quitter, calling him this, calling him that, and, and just really hammering him. Uh, so – I don't know. It's, it's, this is such an LSU game. But such what a story, game. right? I mean, Auburn has gone down to Baton Rouge and just faced failure every time for two decades. And then TJ Finley comes to town, the former LSU quarterback who Auburn steamrolled at home at Jordan-Hare Stadium last year. He joins the team anyway. It's a 30 and, for 30. And he leads the team to victory in what Baton Rouge for the you? first time. Yeah. I mean, it would just be... What a moment. Write the script. What Write a moment it would be. And just with, be. with Auburn's production team, which I think is one of the best in the country, War Eagle Productions would put something together and it would be incredible. It, it would make you ready to run through a wall. For it, sure. it would be beautiful. It would be awesome. And just the just the storylines and, and everything that went with that, it'd be it'd be really, really cool. But epic. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I see. think both starts on Saturday, but I don't know. I don't know. Does I, is one drive enough? Is one drive enough to kind of cancel everything that Bo Nix has done? I don't know. And some people will be like, "Well, what has Bo Nix has done?" And that's a very valid question that I don't have an answer for. That is true. Yeah, that's true too. Yep, Charlie Five, you're everywhere these days. Where can people find you and hear you? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore Five, the AuburnLive.com, the Corner Message Board, Auburn Two Four Seven Sports Body Get Aboard, or Monday through Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. You guys do awesome job. You guys have a lot of Auburn-related people on as well. So if golf is your thing. A lot of Auburn flavor. Yep. 
Yep. You've taken some of my best listeners, by the way. They are, you have, it, there's been some awesome ones to join for sure. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> hey, go check out the Dad Bod Golf Pod wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackman Show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Tomorrow, it's a War Report Wednesday right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.